Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Alhamdulillah, since last Ramadan, over 4 million people have benefited from, listened to, and downloaded the Qalam Podcast. Tens of thousands of people have benefited from and learned from the various classes, intensives, and seminars that Qalam provides. And inshallah, this Ramadan will be providing even more beneficial content, lectures, and programming for people all around the world, free of any cost or charge to them. In order for us to keep doing this work, we need your support, we need your help, we need you to be our partners in this Sadaqah Jariyah. Please go to supportqalam.com. That's support, Q-A-L-A-M, supportqalam.com, and provide your most generous support. Millions of people all around the world are insha'Allah, bi'idnillah, going to benefit from all of this work, and this will be your sadaqah jariyah for the eternal life of the hereafter. We really appreciate having you as part of the Qalam team and supporting us in this work, this mission, this cause. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. ...by ignorant people. When they are confronted by the ignorant, the belligerents, they respond by saying salam. So they don't engage with that kind of ignorance. And that's how they are able to protect their own peace and tranquility. And we talked about that previously. However, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continues on in the passage by detailing further characteristics of these devout people, these devout servants of God. And at the end, Allah talks about the reward that they are granted, which is exactly what we are going to be focusing on today. Allah further says about them, وَالَّذِينَ يَبِيتُونَ لِرَبِّهِمْ سُجَّنًا وَقِيَامًا That they spend their nights dedicated to their Lord in sujood, in prostration, with their face on the ground before Allah, وَقِيَامًا And standing in prayer before Allah. And this is talking about the idea that everyone at some point or another, maybe on the weekend, maybe during a vacation, whenever it is, different people at different levels sometimes indulge in things a little bit later into the evening, later into the night. And they have certain activities that they do at that time that provide them a sense of, you know, relaxation or comfort. And Allah is saying that these are people who understand that the ultimate peace and tranquility is found in connecting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they devote that time at night, or at least a little bit of it, to worshiping Allah. وَالَّذِينَ يَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا صرف عَنَّا عَذَابَ جَهَنَّمَ إِنَّا عَذَابَهَا كَانَ غَرَامًا إِنَّا هَسَاءَتْ مُسَّقَرًّا وَمُقَامًا And they are always humble. They never become deluded. They never fall into the trap of self-righteousness where they think that they have attained some kind of spiritual level where they are above and beyond punishment and accountability before Allah. But they are always seeking forgiveness from Allah and asking Allah to protect them from the punishment of the hellfire and from the punishment of the hereafter. And there are some very practical steps as well that they also learn to live their lives in a, in, a, in, a, in a moderate fashion. They learn to live their lives very moderately. They do not, when they spend their money, they are not excessive. 
They are not extravagant. They don't spend beyond their means. They don't spend on that which they do not need. Nor are they so stingy that they actually are then coming up short in their responsibilities. But they have a level of moderation and they are right in between those two ends of the spectrum. And that also feeds into, that also fuels their sense of peace and tranquility because they are not, they are not dealing with the fact that they are not fulfilling their responsibilities, nor are they burying themselves within debt and under a financial burden that they are not able to climb out of. And in this ayah, Allah tells us that, and I was having a conversation just uh, at iftar time with a couple of brothers about this, um, and it might even seem a bit humorous the way it was phrased, but I was talking about how my mentor, my Sheikh Mufti Muhammad Naim, rahimahullahu ta'ala, he would talk about how to live a good life. And, you know, when you're young and you're kind of in your own head and you overthink things and you overprocess things, and, you know, we, I would be talking to him and I would say, you know, it's so hard, it's so hard. And he would say, it's actually really easy to live a good life. It's easy. That sounds contrary to everything I've ever heard. He said, yeah, it's really easy. He said, you fulfill your obligations, pray five times a day, fast in Ramadan, give your zakat, do right by the people in your life, take care of the people you're supposed to take care of, and then don't commit major sins. Don't fornicate or commit adultery. Don't intoxicate. Don't steal anything. And try not to murder somebody. <laughs> and <laughs> that was his humor. And, but in actuality, it was a very salient point. We've made the equation a lot more complicated than Allah did. And this is what Allah says in ayah number 68. They don't commit major sin. They don't do shit. They don't murder somebody. And they don't commit adultery. Because whoever does those things, they are basically putting themselves in a hole. And there will be severe consequences for that in the hereafter. But this is how merciful Allah is that maybe somebody did make a mistake previously. Except for those who repent and then believe and then change their ways. They do righteous deeds. Allah will change their sins into good deeds for them. And Allah is indeed forgiving and merciful. And one of the beautiful points that Imam al-Razi mentions about this, that when Allah says that Allah will change their sins into good deeds, that just not, that's not just in their book of deeds or in the scales on the day of resurrection, it also means in this dunya. That the same person who was bogged down and mired down in all this sinful activity, Allah will give that person the strength and the capacity to be able to pull themselves out of that and actually redirect all that energy towards doing good. Umar bin al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu by his own testimony went from someone who before Islam was constantly intoxicated and was committing, you know, all kinds of various sins and oppressing people and committing violence towards, you know, uh, weak people, etc. And he became the vanguard of Islam. وَأَشَدُّهُمْ فِي أَمْرِ اللَّهِ عُمَرِ لَوْ كَانَ نَبِيًّا بَعْدِي لَكَانَ عُمَرِ 
that the Prophet ﷺ said that the staunchest and the strongest in enforcing and upholding the will of God, the command of Allah in the earth is Umar. And there are no prophets after me, but had there been a prophet after me, it'd be someone like Umar. That all of that got redirected to make him such a remarkable person. And as long as we repent and we try to do good, know that Allah will forgive you. They do not give false testimony, they do not deliberately lie. And also, when they pass by a situation where people are engaging in activity that is not appropriate, they just keep on walking. They, they keep on walking by with their dignity intact and they don't indulge and engage into things that are not befitting of the believer. And every single time they are reminded about their Lord, they never roll their eyes, they never brush it off, they never turn the other way, they don't yawn and act disinterested. But every single time someone talks to them about Allah, it does not fall on deaf ears or blind eyes. They pay attention and they listen very intently and they reflect on it. And they make dua for themselves and their families. But the point here is, is that part of attaining peace and tranquility is enjoying and preserving and cherishing and protecting the relationships that Allah has given us. This is a part of our rizq. The people that Allah has put in our lives, the good people Allah has put in our lives, they are a blessing from Allah. They are a ni'mah and a blessing from Allah. So cherish those relationships and preserve those relationships and ask Allah to always keep your hearts together, joined together. And Allah said that, and finally Allah says that if somebody is able to do all of the above, أُولَٰئِكَ يُجْزَوْنَ الْغُرْفَةَ بِمَا sabaru. That because of their steadfastness and their patience. Because doing the right thing isn't always easy. Doing the right thing isn't always easy. It's not always fun. And it will sometimes require us to step on what, you know, what maybe we want to do. It will require us to maybe sometimes bite our tongue. It will sometimes require us to sacrifice a little. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that if they are able to stick with it and do the right thing, as talked about here, they will be rewarded with the most glorious, unimaginable, remarkable palaces in paradise. And when they enter into paradise, they'll be greeted with not only greetings of welcome, welcome, ahlan, ahlan, marhaban bikum. And they will be greeted with peace and tranquility. Such a peace and tranquility that will never leave them ever again. They will never feel anxiety. They will never feel angry. They will never feel upset. They will never feel concerned or worried or upset. None of it. They will enjoy peace and tranquility for all of eternity. For all of eternity. And that is the best situation that one could end up in. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concludes by saying, That if we do not pray and worship to Allah, then what other value do we have before Allah? But why do we then deny the truth? When this inevitability will occur. This is all inevitable what we have talked about. It is all coming to this point. And it's on us to choose to do the right thing as talked about in this passage. 
and we will not only enjoy and appreciate that peace and tranquility in this life, in this world, but we will be granted the eternal peace and tranquility and serenity for the life of the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst ibadur rahman. May Allah allow us to live a life of devotion, a life of patience, a life of commitment, a life of dedication to Allah. And may Allah grant us peace and tranquility in this life and in the next life for all of eternity. Amin ya rabbil alameen. Jazakumullah khairan. Barakallahu fikum. Inshallah, um, as we've been announcing, we're in the last 10 nights of the month of Ramadan, very blessed nights. And so alhamdulillah, we have a program here going on every single night uh, where we have uh, some reflections after the taraweeh and the taraweeh is complete usually around 11.30, 11.40 inshallah will start. Uh, we have a session for reflections and after that we have qiyam prayers as well. So we hope that inshallah you'll join us for that. And specifically, please mark on your calendar that um, this Sat this coming Saturday, um, we will have a more extended Qiyam program. It's the annual Qalam Qiyam that we conduct here where we have prayers and dua. And we also get an opportunity to hear from the knowledge and the reflections and the wisdom of all the different instructors and teachers that we have here at Qalam. So inshallah, we hope that you'll join us for the all-night program on Saturday. Barakallahu feekum. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.